Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. I hope everyone's having a great day. We are live in our State Street studios. Watch us on YouTube. Click and subscribe. Download the ESPN Chicago app. You can listen live anytime, anywhere. Catch up on demand. All the interviews, all the original pods. Make sure you go back and listen to Ryan Poles with Waddle and Silva yesterday. We'll cross talk with the boys in about 90. After their show today, they are off to Indy. They'll broadcast live from the Combine tomorrow and Friday. Black and Abdallah on tonight after Waddle and Sylvie until 8. So a full loaded day for everybody here on ESPN Chicago. You can call us at 312-332-3776. NFL player team report cards are out for 2024. The PA does this. Uh, They go over the treatment of families. They go over the food service nutrition available to them, the weight rooms at each facility, the strength coaches, the training room, the training staff, the locker room, the team travel. Uh, Bears did well in some, not so great in others. Uh, here's where they did well. Weight room gets an A, tied for fifth. Good-looking weight room, Good-looking huh? weight room. Good weights. Players like, you know, a bunch of good lot kettle, of belts, kettlebells, kettlebells, a lot of chalk. Top, uh, top flight machinery. You know, you're looking at yeah. uh, a lot of the stuff they got the bikes and, uh, you know, yep. maybe some treadmill work and stuff like that. That's what you're looking for. Weight room gets good. an A. Weight That's room great. gets an A. Lovely. The strength coaches get an A minus. They like their guys. They work well with their guys. Good. The training room strength gets coach. an A plus tied for first in the NFL. Very important as a player to be able to go in there. Training room, and uh, obviously it's not just the room itself. It's got to be the people that are there, Carm. Yeah, tra- right? Because uh, the training room A+, plus and the training staff gets an A-. Minus. Who do we got, so, Fred Cato? I mean, who's over there now? It's not Fred well, Cato. Not, not Fred Cato anymore? Either way, whoever it is, they're doing a wonderful job. Go. Locker room gets an A. Locker so, room, oh, that's your guy. Medlin, Tony Medlin. Tony Medlin. The facilities- He's in charge of that locker room. Like, it, well, let's face it. They just redid the whole well, thing. And that's it. Yeah. Like. The locker room, great. Training staff, you want, that is wonderful. You want a good training room and a good training staff. Keep your guys on the field. Keep them healthy. Like Yurko said, let, make sure that they're well taken care of. Weight room, they should have, it's a new, it's a newer redesign. So they should be good in all those areas. Areas. Here's where they're not good. You ready? I'm ready. So there, those areas, the Bears are good. Good. Treatment of families gets a C minus. C minus. That's got to be at the facility, at the games. You know what I'm saying? Post-game type situation. So here are the complaints. Do they have an area? Go ahead. They offer a family room, but mm-hmm. only they're one of only 11 teams in the NFL that does not offer daycare. So how about that? Just 11 teams. So two-thirds of the league offering daycare. The Bears in the one-third that are not. And the players wrote, they feel like they're provided the bare minimum to say that they do things for families, but they do not actually try to take care of them. That was the player the response. So they do the bare minimum, the bare minimum to say that they have the program in place, right? But, but they don't really feel like they care, right? Yeah. So maybe the Bears take some of this to heart. Food service and nutrition gets a D plus. Oh boy. Not happy with what's happening in the cafeteria. The main complaints come from the timing of the meals and the quality and healthiness of the food before practice. Uh, all three meals are provided for, so they're happy about that. But the biggest complaint here comes from timing of the meals and the quality and healthiness of the food before practice. I went to Jacksonville. We got food. 
I was in Cleveland. There was no food. Uh, no food on the arm? Yeah. Just like you, you... I'm trying to remember. Maybe Cleveland we did. Green Bay, there was no food. So wait, what do you mean? What There was no cafeteria no. where you could pay for food to well, get made? What, what the hell was there a cafeteria for? So no. where did you guys, if we you went out the facility all day, what did you do? We went out. You had breakfast before you came. Hmm. Now, that was 1993. Remember, we still had the ashtrays welded <laughs> to the... You know what I'm saying? So, so was before, well, where do we go? We went out across wow. the street. We got See, food. You don't want people doing that. You go get fast food. You get right. junk. You get, the, you get the crap. Yeah. Wow. So, but that? it was the 90s and things started to change. When I got to Jacksonville, you ate all your meals there. Yeah. You had everything. How about so that? So I was in the transitional phase of the league. Interesting. You know, I was there when they were giving out drugs, too. The Vikings, they used to hand out like uh, Pez. That's true. Uh, Pez dispensers. What do you need? Vikings? How many? Hey, here's a six-pack of beer to go with that. Hmm. They stopped that. After a while, they stopped that. They realized, uh-oh, liability. Let's limit our liability everywhere. I remember uh, the former Blackhawk, Reg Kern. You know Reg. Yeah. I remember we were playing in an alumni game at the new facility where they practice, and they opened it. It was uh, part of a um, it was part of a fantasy camp thing that sure. the Hawks were doing. For this right. is pre-COVID, but their facility was so new, so nice, and all the players obviously get the the chefs prepare meals for them there. Right. Very health conscious meals. You pretty much had the run of anything you wanted. I remember we were sitting in their dining, and Reg kind of nudged me. And he Gave goes, you an elbow. Yeah, and you know, Reg Kerr played in the 70s. Sure in the he eight, early 80s. He goes, bet he did. He goes, boy, if we had this when I was a player. You know, yeah. he's just, he looked around, he's like, I yeah. can't tell you how different this is, you know. So to your point, there was no yeah. nobody cooking for those guys there. You know, you were kind of on your own. You were on your own. But now, now. but now it's much different. They worry yeah. about your nutrition, what you're taking into your body, how yeah. you're training. Uh, team, the only other area where the Bears struggled here, so it was treatment of families, food service and nutrition, and then team travel. They got a C minus. Seventy eight percent of the players feel like uh, they have enough room to spread out. But they well, one thing that kept, I guess, being mentioned was that they're one of only seven teams that do not offer first class seats to any of the players. They do like the fact that there are no roommates, I guess, on the road. Well, they that's get, that's the bigger thing. Get in your own hotel. They room. get their own hotel. Yeah, room. you get your own hotel. The room. C minus seems they low, shouldn't cry. But... Your players don't get first class seats. So what? Yeah. Who cares? I want to sit with all my teammates anyway. Which guy is the guy that gets to go sit up in first class? Which is the guy that believes he belongs in first class, not with the rest of his teammates? When you guys traveled, York, were you chartering your own private we're planes at that point? We were chartering Northwest and Green Bay, uh, down in Jacksonville. I think we're on Delta. So it was just you guys on the plane? It was just us on the plane. With, it was us, the players, along with the front office, right. with the coaches, with everything, sponsors. Okay. The whole ball of wax. Okay. Whoever the you know, marketing people and the sales people invited on the trip, they all sat three to a seat. Okay. Three to a seat all the way down to the back where the players were, and then we were two to every three. Two to every three. Two to every so you three had a as you went back. Spread out. Yes. And the coaches were dispersed throughout that area. Okay. Wherever they wanted to be. You know, the coaches, they'd sit two at a time because Blosh and Geron always sat with us mm-hmm. when we were up in Green Bay. But, you know, th- to prevent the, the usual, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The the vodka and the uh, Hennessy. The vodka. The vodka and the Hennessy from being sprung out, you know, you had to be a little bit more clandestine when the coaches were back there. Vodka. I love it. Because everybody had a bottle. You know, Is everybody that right? had a little something. Yeah. They weren't serving you on the planes anymore. They wouldn't hmm. give you beers anymore. Okay. They had so cut that guys, out in 93. So, so you guys had to. Yeah. Figure out a clandestine way to make sure it's still happening. Right. I well, that. I mean, you know, you we're, we're all men here, right? Of course. I want a cocktail. I'm going to get myself a cocktail. Yes. That's right. 
cocktail it. You should be able to cocktail it up on a plane. You yeah, know? so I don't know. The player's sitting in first class, really. Oh, who's that? DJ Moore's going to go up to first class while leaving the rest of his teammates behind? Hey, I'm just I don't reading get it to that. You. I don't know. I'm just telling you, I All don't right. get that. Okay. And do the biggest guys get the seats up front? Well, that's what I would think. Wouldn't you think that Darnell Wright? Yes. I mean, are you going to take a, a 175-pound receiver and say, hey, get up in first class? No. Yeah. It'd be more important for you to have the extra leg room than me. Even if they allowed me to go to first class, I wouldn't go. I think it's a bad sign bad to your sign? teammates. Yeah. Yes. It's a bad sign. All right. Look at you. I like hey, it. Hey, you guys are here. We fly together. We're in coach. Is That's it possible that, does it specify, do other teams have first class seats on the entire plane? I don't know, Chris. Like, it, is right, that they write the complaint? One, they that, write one of seven teams. One of seven teams that do not offer first-class seats to their players. So the majority of the league, obviously, is offering it. Right. The Bears are one of seven. But Yurko's bringing up an interesting point. Well, I mean, do you have your own plane with nothing but first-class seats? Well, I'm, that's why I'm asking. Is that something like the Patriots have their own plane? Is that something plane. that they have done? Don't know. No. Does they any do other, have their own plane. Does any other team have their own plane? Does Dallas have its own plane? I do not know. I, I know the so. Patriots do. I do not know. That's a great question, Yurko. Here, let me see if I can find what they read on Team Travel. Team Travel for the Patriots gets a D. They got their own plane. <laughs> the players' uh, rating of their travel schedule position is at the second worst in the league. Only 73% feel like they have comfortable amount of personal space. The Patriots do not make any players have roommates before you. Okay, that's good. Most teams, I would think, do that. Like your said, that is important. The plane has every seat is extended, so they have first class seating for every. Seat. So, it, so a it's D. a bigger. Yeah, but they're still getting a D. And they're getting a D. Like I wonder if that's the complaint, not necessarily being the ones who are sitting up front. You see what I'm saying? Right, you don't have enough that first they're, class. They're just saying the that the, the the seats are smaller. And yes, the that the players should have first class seats. Well, Maybe I mean, that's Northwest, United, Delta, Southwest. Where all do the these Bears planes, fly? All these planes have their planes. When they're not being utilized by the teams, they're being utilized by the airlines. Yeah, because the Bears don't have their own plane. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it comes from the fleet of the airline yeah. that you utilize. If I were a billionaire owner, I'm buying a plane for my team. It seems and like I'm tricking the that thing Patriots out. The Patriots are like, the only ones. Are they? Yeah, I, I'm not it looks like it. I'd make it like Air Force One. I'd have a card room. I'd have a movie theater. Situation room? A situation room. <laughs> I'd, I'm pimping that thing out. You're like, you couldn't believe it. You're just buying I, an old Air Force One plane. I'd buy an old Air Force like One, yes. That, people that buy old cop cars at That's auction. It. You're just buying an old Air Force oh, One plane at auction. I'll Whoa. buy the old one. And the tank. He's out buying the tank. <laughs> and, the, and the beast. The yard. I'm buying that. If I'm a bill, if I've got, you know, if I'm, who's the guy that just bought the commanders or who I, uh, what's his name? Josh, um, I'm blanking on his last name. Or, you know, Terrence. Josh Harris, thank you. Or maybe Tepper. He's a lunatic, but he's worth like 20 bill. If I had 20 bill, I'm buying a plane for my team, whatever sport I own, whichever sport. I, that, and we're riding in comfort and in luxury like you couldn't believe. But uh, the Bears did grade out fairly well in most parts here. And uh, yeah. just a few areas yeah. where they did. I like to say players get spoiled sometimes. Yeah, you're right. Where did we fly first class once uh, traveled? Was it to Philly? <laughs> we were going to Philly. We got first up class. Yeah, you remember we got because uh, you and Harry had the first row. Remember, you guys were Maybe. out in two seconds. I think yeah. we were in Philly. 
I think we were going to Philly. Could be. It's a quick flight for first class. It's like, no, I need a long flight. to Weren't we late? Class. Weren't we, we late were. to our own broadcast? We were. Yeah. Yes. We had a weather traffic. delay. You yeah. had a weather delay? We had a weather delay. Late to our own broadcast, yeah, guys. We That's were. wonderful. That's why you don't travel June, the day of. June of 2010. Yeah, it was. Right. June of 2010. 100%. We're, we're hustling up to the studio trying to make it. In Philly. You're 100% was, was it, right. Was it, Eskin was in there? Howard Eskin, I think you're right. Yeah. I built, you're probably right Howard about Eskin that. was up there. Matt in Oak Lawn. Adam wants me to grab real quick. What's going on, Matt? Hey, guys. I talked to you once before. I love you guys. Um, I, I kind of swore last time yes. I was with you guys, I and remember. you guys cut me off. I remember. So, hey, so I played for the Boston Bruins for two years. We used to charter, and anything on, on the East Coast, we would charter, and we had all, the, the plane had all first-class seats. And at the time, just like Yurko just said, we were able to drink beer, booze, whatever we wanted on the plane. But obviously they changed that. But whenever we flew West Coast, um, we would take a normal plane. But, you know, they would try to set us up so we would have have space. So you'd spread out. Like Yurko said, it was for the players. It was two to every three seats, which makes sense. What's your, la- what's your last name, Matt? You want to out yourself? Who'd you, who'd you, you played for the Bruins. What's your last name? Del, Del Judas. Del D-E-L-G-U-I-D-I-C-E. Look at you, dude. Yeah. Look at Matt Del Judas. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. Are you related to Cara Del Judas by any chance? No? Uh, Cara Del Judas? Yeah. Matt, you're from New England. All right. I, what, do you live here now? You live in Oak Lawn? I've been, I've been in Chicago for uh, 25 years. It's nice. Del Aguite. Del Aguite. Matteo Giuseppe Del Guidici. Yeah. Is how you say. Nice job, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we'll see you. And All thanks, right, thanks, guys. Thanks for calling. He's a goalie. He's a goalie. Look at that. He was a goalie. Line four. Now I got to go to. Oh boy. Two. We got to remember when Matt calls back. He played for the Bruins. It's pretty impressive. That's right. Uh, okay, let's say Adam Mark. You said line four, Adam. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mark in Lincoln Park. What's up? Oh, hold on. That's Eddie. Eddie, hold yeah, on. We'll get Eddie, to you in a minute. Hold on. We'll get to you. Uh, we'll get to you after the break. Eddie. Mark, don't, 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 Mark, what's up? What's up, man? Great show as always. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, as I was flying out to Phoenix a couple, like, six months ago, I looked over, and there's a brand new, well, it's not brand new. That owner of the Arizona Cardinals bought a 777 from Delta, and it's it's uh, you can look at the paint job on it. It's beautiful. Really? Arizona Cardinals football. So, that, and think about that. That guy's going to use that plane 10 games for the for his team. I don't know if he charters it, but that's right. money. He bought his team a 777. That that's is, as big as you get, guys. That's uh, the biggest one? I'm sure that thing is decked out with seats any which way they want to do it. That's what I would think. And maybe, Mark, like you said, he just then, you know, like, he makes money off of it throughout the rest of the year by other people utilizing it. Um. I don't know, but that that's what I would do. Who uh well I'm, I'm sure that you could rent it out. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure yeah. you can. Is it still the Bidwell family that owns the Cardinals? Right? I believe Bidwell's so. Still the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, Bidwell's have I a lot of money. Stephen so. Bidwell is the youngster. So Stephen I, Bidwell. I'm not shocked. The Bidwells have a lot of money in that family. And uh, yeah, the Bidwell family still owns it. It is now Michael Bidwell, Yerk, it looks like Michael is their operating Bidwell? officer. That's Steven. Who is uh Bill he's he's Bill Billwell's son. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to try to find his net worth. Hold on. The Bill, Bidwells have a lot. Let's see. Remember, they do a lot of, uh, they got some uh, gambling interests in the day. We the found Bidwells. articles about them buying the plane. It's a 20-year-old 777 that he bought. What a cheap bastard, a 20 year Well, no, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, net worth. What's his net worth? 
Uh, Bidwell, Michael Bidwell's net worth is hey, about two bill. Yeah, he can afford it. All right, we'll grab more of your Bears calls. We got to do the lunch rush too. We'll do that coming up in just a few minutes. And we talked a little bit about Mel's latest mock draft. We can revisit that. He's got the Bears going quarterback receiver. Three one two three three two ESPN. It's Carmen and Yurko. We're coming right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. I love this song. We're going to do the lunch rush in a few. Grab uh, a couple more calls. Do you want to talk about the Bulls' ugly loss to the Pistons last night? Two of 29 from three-point range. Yeah, that's that's hard all to do. I know. Yeah, you've got to be horrific from the three-point line to make that happen. You've got to just be bad. They start 0-11. 0-11. 0 of 11 from the three-point range before they made their first one. Do you th- I used to say... Uh, so what's worse? I, they go, so 1 for 12 or 1 for 19? Or 1 for 17? Because they finished 1 for 17 right. after that. Yeah. Yeah, which one's worse? Not their start, just overall do the way you, they played. Do you think if we took 29 threes, we'd make two, we'd make two of them but in an NBA contested, game? Contested. That's have what I'm wondering. It's got to be in an NBA contested. game. Contested. Were they open? Were they wide open looks where they were getting the ball? If they were wide open looks, we look at all 29 and say, Carm, you and I could set up shop from the top of four seasons, and we could make things happen. Like, that's what I'm wondering. I used to say, uh, I shoot Eddie Curry, shots, I could make Two out of 29. Eddie Curry once went two games without a rebound. And when you're 6 11, yeah, it's tough. And I used to joke, I say, if I, were to be, if I were to play in an NBA game, I wouldn't score a single point. I wouldn't get a shot off, probably, unless you got like some sort of open look, right? You know, like, but I could get a rebound. A rebound in two games would fall in my lap at some point. At some point. It's, at some point, it would accidentally fall in your lap. The one that hits the ground like, is the one you're, you're going to get, right? right? Like, there'd be one weird carom. You're going to box out. All of a sudden, like, oh, I've got the rebound now. Carmen will box, like, yeah, he'll box like, you out. I got sharp elbows. Yeah, like, I'll don't. box out and get a rebound. What'd they say to Eddie, uh, Eddie Curry? Uh, what does what Eddie Curry, yeah, Scott Skiles, what does Eddie Curry have to do to get, to, uh, to get a rebound? <laughs> Jump. Jump. What does he have to do to be a better rebounder? Yeah. And Skiles' answer to us was jump. Jump. That's it. That's the jump. I mean, that's classic. Awesome. He's no longer. Eddie Curry's still alive, right? Of course. Yeah, okay. Yes. There we go. Skiles was a peach, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. He, was, he was something else. He was something to deal with. You talk about an intense guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thornwood High School for Eddie Curry. Yeah. So I, I think he to, led him to a state championship game. I don't game know if they, they lost. won. Yeah, they lost. I used to joke with Sylvia. I'm like, dude, I'd get, if you put me in, if I played 35 minutes in back-to-back nights, I'd get killed, probably. But I'm like, I think I'd get a rebound. If we took 29 threes, like Yurko said, wouldn't maybe three of those just happen to be open looks that, like, Black would hit a couple of them, and Sylvie's a pretty good shooter? Like I don't need to be open. Black doesn't even have Come to be on. open. We'll bury a shot in like, their eye. me, you, Waddle. Like, we'd, we'd make three out of 29, wouldn't we? What we absolutely would. By accident. Two out of 29. Yurk would hit three. Yeah. Come on, Yurk. You can do it. I might put a, a Luka Doncic bounce one in. You a know? little hook shot Throw it up from high three? in the air, let it bounce, and then go in. How oh, yeah. You, how do you hook lose, shot from 23? How do you lose twice in this season to Detroit? They've got They've nine wins. They've done it. So they, they took the good vibes from Sunday and they threw it right in the garbage. Not that any of it matters. There's no Zach. There's no Patrick Williams the rest of the year. Caruso, I'm poor, poor Al Caruso just can't finish a game. He can't stay healthy. 
You know, he's always because he plays like a madman. I love the guy, but he's always getting hurt. I don't know. Last night it was like ankle and hamstring. I think it's his birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday. We love you, Caruso. Happy birthday. You are awesome. But to Caruso? I think today's Caruso's birthday. February 28th. Carm wants to do that birthday segment. I'm telling oh, you. Stop it. I, it's coming yeah, down to 530 today. Happy birthday. Got a little more time now. All right, stop it. We can do a birthday segment. And happy birthday uh, to him. Happy birthday to Jason Aldean. Oh, Jason Aldean, country singer. Happy birthday to Luka Doncic. Doncic's is birthday today. Today's Doncic? Yeah. Today's Doncic's birthday, yeah. How about that? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Gilbert Godfrey would have had his birthday oh, today. He's such a no. funny guy. He's, he's no hilarious. Longer with us. Yeah. He's deadly. He's no longer with that us. That guy here is dead. Yeah. I saw him live. Nice. Yeah. Anybody uh, else? Allie Lauder's birthday. All right. Um, and I think that's, yeah, that's, that's all the big it. ones. That's, all right, that's about bad. it. Today. It's the Happy almanac. Yeah. No, none of it really matters to the Bulls. They'll be nine or ten and uh, whatever. Like, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. matter. So much for the good vibes of beating a pretty good team shorthanded on the road on Sunday. You come back and you lay an egg. That's what they did. Now they got Cleveland. You see the way Cleveland lost? Uh, Cleveland won, excuse me, last night? Did I ever? Did Max Struess. How about that? 59-footer. That was awesome. I mean, but it was great because Luka made a great play on that little bounce pass to P.J. Washington. And if you missed this last night in Cleveland, they inbound, the, the Mavs inbounded the ball half court with about 10 seconds left. Right. Luka made a great play, a little bounce pass to a cutting P.J. Washington who made the basket. They took a one-point lead with like Seven seconds, six seconds left, maybe. No timeouts. And Max Drews just like ran into a 35 footer, 45 footer and canned it at the buzzer. It was awesome. I told you it was a 59 footer. I'm sorry, 59 footer. I'm sorry, excuse me, Eric. Because yeah. yeah, he was on the other side of the half court. 59 yeah. footer, Carl. 59 footer. It was awesome. Now they play here tonight against the Bulls. Nah, whatever. Cleveland does? Yeah, Cleveland's here tonight. Yeah. You excited about that? Not really. Do you have a side? Do you no. think they respond from that two, two for 29 performance? Yes. Do you I would think take they respond over. over tonight? I would take their over. I don't even know what the hell it is, but I would take their over. They're an underdog tonight, but I would take their over. Yes. I'm guessing their over under tonight on three pointers made is seven and a half. It seems or reasonable eight. to me. Or eight. I can check that. Abdallah, maybe grab. Uh, Abdallah will check that for us. Let's see if we should bet that tonight. Eight and a hook, maybe. Tops, eight and a half. Let's go to I Eddie. don't care. Yeah, come on. I want to bet the over. No. Come on, Adam. Let us know. Get come in. on, football. man. Get we in. want to wager. Talk football. The Ed. Bulls suck. The, they really. Hey, boy. What's, up, Eddie? What's up, Eddie? We're oh, no. Yelled so at. Yes, yes, yesterday, away I, I was wrong. About what? I stopped at Eli Manning saying, but he did not win a Super Bowl for a team he was drafted with because he was drafted by the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, so that's we a, have to uh, go semantics. all the way back semantics. to Peyton Manning. Semantics. Peyton Manning was the only... First round, first pick the, since 1998 to win a Super Bowl for the team it was drafted by. And, and the other reason I get to, don't you think that all these so-called experts that call first round, first pick quarterbacks that are drafted generational? Sure they do. That's why they're drafted first round, first pick. I, but right? Eddie, here's, like, here's my question I was asking earlier. So what should yeah. they do, draft the second quarterback? I think he should trade. Let's not even go through the headache of drafting first round for if he can drop down the second, third, fourth, or fifth. And I know there's a bunch of good quarterbacks out there. But which one do you want to take, though? Like, that's what I'm saying. Which one do you want to take? Do you want me to give you the list of all the second quarterbacks ever taken that stink and that have never won Super Bowls for the teams they were drafted by? I'll do that if you want. Like, what about the third? 
Khan, the generational ones are the Tom Brady, which, you know, where he was drafted. Well, how do you, uh, but how do you expect and, to do that? Like, you expect to hit a, on a, on a six-round pick on Tom Brady? I mean, you don't think well, that's I, what they call an outlier? Yeah, but he, but the, the trend is is the, the guys that are down in the thing, you know, down in the dumps in the draft, even what, uh, Mahomes was, what, is, 16th? Is that, no, he was the 10th. Is that really the 10th, trend, 10th. Eddie? Is that really the trend, or are most of the best quarterbacks? Let's talk about the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, 10th overall. Joe, yep. Bur- Joe Burrow, first overall. First. Josh right. Allen, I believe, seventh overall, right? Seventh. Certainly a first rounder. Justin Herbert, uh, what was he, sixth overall. Sixth. First rounder. Lamar Jackson, first rounder. Come 30, on, Eddie. 31st they're or not, they're not, they're, the, trend, the trend isn't that they were drafted later on. The trend is they were all drafted in the first round. But, Carm, but everybody's talking about, you know, what the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, they might catch Brady. But the one thing that you guys aren't thinking about is, is if he does that, that means the guys that you just named off aren't going to win a Super Bowl. Burrow, because Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. But again, Eddie, okay, so that's what I'm asking. I'm asking you, so like, what is the answer? Draft the second or third quarterback? Is that what you're saying? I don't get that. I mean, I can. Sh- I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's just, but, you know, since 1998. Uh, you know what? He, the guy that gets drafted in the first round, first pick, he it, might win a Super Bowl, but the odds are he's not going to win it for the but team. But of he's course, the of course, but Eddie, of course, the odds are against that because he's one of one, Eddie. That's not like some big revelation. Of course, the odds are against it. How could they not be? I, I, well, what I'm trying to say is. These so-called experts that put it's, these quarterbacks first round, first pick. Who cares what the experts? They, 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 Ryan Poles needs to do what he thinks is best. He's I think we should go back Eddie, to talking Poles. Eddie, I don't understand like what has happened in the last few months. Like first rounders, you know, they never hit. Carm, the first quarterback taken is always a bust. It's, like, it's so, what is the answer? Do you want quarterback fever because the Bears have not had a quarterback that has been successful, has been considered a great quarterback. Everybody thinks there's a chance and an opportunity for this pick to be the right one. They're going baddie. They're going baddie, Carm. And we're three months away. Two months, thank but God. Carm. Three months away. Two months. But Carm. It doesn't make any but sense. Carm. Like, of course the percentage is going to be higher on every but other Carm. selection after the number one pick. But Carm. Think about it. But Carm. Like, this is. I am. But Carm. I am not. Any good at math, but like, am I crazy? Of course, the percentage is going to be lower. But Carm, <laughs> I just don't get what's happening. And like, well, look at Tom Brady, look at Brock Purdy. Okay, outliers do happen, but I just rattled Brock off. Brock Purdy hasn't won anything. Well, no, he hasn't. But if I, I just said, if we talk about the five best quarterbacks in the league right now, they're all first round picks, guys. I mean, like this idea that you can so easily find Joe Montana or Tom Brady or Brock Purdy. Or Russell Wilson or Tony Romo, like or Dak it, Prescott. It's a little far fetched. But Carm, <laughs> I just I don't understand it. And like the momentum seems to be building. I wish we had a dollar for everybody that said, "Guys, do you know the percentages tell you that the first pick doesn't win a Super Bowl?" What? 
No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but does that mean that you sacrifice it just to draft someone later? I don't. Is that really what people want? Like, just throw it away and draft yeah. the third quarterback. I, I don't understand it. Can we talk horse racing? Oh, let's do the lunch rush. I'm so Fine, confused. Let's, let's palate cleanse. Let's do the lunch rush. <laughs> we'll do the lunch rush coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We still have two months of this, Yurko. And everybody's going crazy. Again, like I... Jim better than ever. Sorry. Back better than ever. That's funny. Like, you know, people... There are more NFL Hall of Famers that were undrafted than there are players that were selected in the first round. Well, duh. There's been thousands and thousands and thousands of undrafted NFL players. Yes. The probabilities are just simply such that... Of course, that's going to stand to reason and make sense. I, I can't like. Are people really wrapped up on this? No, don't draft a trade out because the number one pick never wins with his team. All the other players in the draft win. Well, duh. Like, does, so what does that mean? Do people really, because of that, want the Bears to just say no? Don't draft first. I don't get it. All right, there's, here's the. Here's I, I mean, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right because the probabilities are greater. I, I, outside I, of the first pick, I, I've never heard I, of anybody think, being so unwilling to have a first overall pick, though. I don't know. I, I, I think what you we we face here is a simple situation. Some like to take the pick because you're going to get the quarterback that you want, and he's going to be the quarterback that takes you. Others want you to take a quarterback eventually, but they also want the picks that come along with trading down. That way you build your overall team moving forward and not just one spot that's been a historic weakness. Maybe I am thinking of it wrong. Maybe it's common sense that if there are going to be more quarterbacks that have won outside of the first pick than the guy that's one of one. No. Of course there are. Common sense is taking the best player well, on your draft board. Take I, the best I, I player. I don't know. Adam. Maybe, and, maybe and Caleb right. Williams maybe. seems to be the best player, so you take Caleb Williams. It would seem... Name it, an undrafted bust. <laughs> I can name a whole bunch of those. I wouldn't know where to begin. Name it. By definition, being undrafted, you are a bust. Yeah, right, exactly. Being undrafted, you are a bust. I just feel like we're all going crazy. Like, maybe maybe Eddie in a weird, sick way is no. right. No. no. <laughs> you guys no. are like, no. Get no, out sir. there and just be one of the, you know. No, sir. Draft somebody. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever they do, just please get it right. That's all. I just, I just want the Bears. to I just finally, want it right. Like, can they finally luck into one or what? You know, whatever happened. Like, please, isn't it our turn as fans? Can't the football gods, the quarterback gods, like just once, kind of be like, yeah, you know what? It's we've neglected them. It's the Bears' turn. I know we had Michael. We were kind of spoiled as sports fans here. I get it. But like, maybe, maybe the gods are like, hmm. Oh yeah. Geez, I've, we, the league has grown so much, I forgot about them. Yeah, it's their turn. Who was the last really good one? Oh, Luckman? Yeah, yeah. It's their turn. Luckman. Sid Luckman was the last, like, great. Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman, yeah. Like, I thought you were going to Andrew no, Luck. No, no, Who's Sid like, Luckman. Like, yeah, you know, Luckman. like, they're up there, York, and they're like, oh, yeah, Sid Luckman was the Yeah, it's their, it's their time now. They're due. We'll go ahead and help them out a little bit. A little bit of luck, a little bit of good fortune. I don't know. It's got to be our turn at some point. You would hope. It's got to be. Speaking of probabilities, 
the freaking Packers. I mean, you talk about a, saying the hell with the probability. We're just going to keep doing it. I don't know how they do it, but they keep doing it. And, the, and they still draft quarterbacks. I know time. that. Well, that's a big why we talk about, about the probabilities. Yeah. Draft them. Yeah. Draft lots of them. Because it only increases your chances. Adam, let's get to the lunch rush. Let's do it. All right, gentlemen. Let's uh, do some housekeeping first. According to Ian Rappaport, the Bears met with Jaden Daniels last night. They are supposedly going to meet with Caleb Williams tonight. Caleb Williams gets to the Combine today. And most of his uh, interviews will take place this evening. It's going to be darts or putting yeah. to break the ice. Mm-hmm. And then they go into their... You know, okay, here's a play from your college days. What did you do right? What did you do wrong? Here's a play that we like. And then I guess they go back to it at the end, York, to see how they retained it. You know, like, they'll, so they'll talk about a play of theirs. Right. Like Waldron will probably diagram something. Right. They'll talk about it. Then they'll do other stuff. And then they'll kind of go back. Retention. To see how well they retained everything. Couldn't you just do that like in a game of Simon? Yeah, you know, you, you color, you know, and then you do the pattern. Can't you just do that same thing Dude, in a game of Simon? If I'm gonna do the, in the NFL, I'm bringing Simon Says with me. Yeah, remember that? Like we're gonna play Simon Says. You hit the color. Yeah, do kids still play Simon Says? I don't know. No, they might play Simon Says, which is the verbal game where it says Simon. Yeah, yeah. Simon's different than Simon Says. Simon was the little board we had as kids, but they do that. They, they do that a lot. They'll give you a series of numbers. They'll start, and they have you keep doing it, and they see how far you can go to retain the information that you get. There's short-term memory. There's long-term yep. memory. Yeah. All right, Adam, what else? Updated odds on where Justin Fields could end up. Updated. Uh, These are updated. Updated odds. The Falcons still the favorite, but now minus 250. Wow, wow, minus 250. Minus 250 for Atlanta. That one seems to be keep... That one's taking the action then, Yeah, minus 250. 250. The Bears now back in second place Mm. after being in third place a couple weeks ago or a week ago. They are plus 250. Okay. And the Steelers are plus 350. The Raiders, 8 to 1. All right. The plus eight hundred for the Raiders. The Patriots fifteen to one. Would you guys bet that it will be one of those four, one of those four teams? I don't think it's going to be here. So, well, but one of the four. Yeah. Would you bet one of the yeah, four? Probably, I mean, take the field on that. The other, I would take one of those four. I think I would too. The field opens up a lot more possibilities for you, but mm-hmm. I'd bet Vegas. And of course, not every team's in the market for a quarterback. You bet Vegas here at eight to one, get the most value. Just get the most value. All right. What else, Adam? Let's crap on some more teams from this NFLPA. Uh, let's, yeah, let's do it. All right. Josh McDaniels was the only head coach to get a D. Players gave McDaniels the lowest head coaching score in the NFL. Only thirty nine percent of players feel McDaniels was efficient with their time. Thirty second overall, so he was the dead. He was dead last in that. This he is was, it, right? He'll never get a third bite at the apple. No, he was also right, yeah. ranked least likely to. To listen to his locker room of any NFL head coach. Yeah, he's terrible. And, uh, so much for learning the second time around. He's terrible. Clark Hunt was the only NFL owner to get an F minus. Wow. The three-time Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs gave him an F minus. And why? Because he makes promises he doesn't keep. Whoa. Supposedly, he told the entire team that they were going to remodel the locker room. 
They've won three championships, and all they got were new chairs. They all came back after everything, and they got back, and the locker room was supposed to be remodeled. They believe that the uh, – it says, wow. what's the deal? Well, you guys went so far – this is what he said. Uh, the player said, what's the deal? And they said, well, you guys went so far in the playoffs, we didn't have time to do anything. Guys are like, we just won three Super Bowls in five years, and no money is being poured back into us at all. All you got us was a chair and the things you promised us you're not doing. Wow. Okay, I'm loading on Clark Hunt. I mean, went so far in the playoffs. I mean, come on. He's getting his Super Bowl ring, and he's going and just petting his beautiful cat and just sitting there not giving a crap. They played their last three playoff games away from Kansas City. They would have had more than enough time to remodel a locker room. You can't remodel a locker room between January and You can remodel it now? Of course. What are you waiting for? That seems That's weak on Clark Hunt's part. Uh, and the Bengals. Which is a dangerous name to say, by the way. The be- yes, the Bengals got Clark? a D plus in locker room in the locker room category. The big issue: half the showers in there now. Yurko, please let us know how this is. The bigger issue is that half the showers in the locker room don't function properly, lacking either warm water or sufficient water pressure. Jeez. And the biggest problem: plumbing issues. Only five functioning toilets for the entire team. What? Five toilets. There's, there's 60 guys in for there. an entire football team. Oh God. <laughs> well, I don't know what Green Base is like now because they've upgraded the whole thing and they, they've got many more. But remember, we used to play the pranks where we throw the water over the top when a guy was going to the bathroom. I, sitting we've down. done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've done. that's all fun. <laughs> I've done that here, to be honest. But, but I'm not I'm, proud of it. But if I've I'm done not it. mistaken, at that time there were only five commodes. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Boy, they, that they, seems they, like a small for number. 60 a, dudes? Slew of ur- a slew of urinals. And then the commodes, but not everybody was going at the same time. Yeah, okay. And you could go downstairs, which was like a player's study area back then, and they had some restrooms down there. If there was a slew of urinals, I guess maybe it's not as bad. Slew of urinals, but five places to sit, with one of them being a handicap What what about the shower situation? Were they like the awkward pedestals, or were they at least built into the wall? They were built into the wall. So you get a little bit more privacy. And now the Green Bay one is phenomenal now. Is it? No, you walked into one rectangular room. I know, but that's where to you, me, you didn't have to look at anybody. Okay, to that, yeah. and that's always been better than yeah. like the hockey locker room where, where they're the pedestals. I hate those. Didn't stop that day when I walked in there, though. Oh, boy. Uh, so 400 more players participated in this survey than they did last year. They got 1,700 oh, wow. players to participate in the survey. Six team players uh, graded their owner a D-plus or worse. So six teams players. Six excuse me. teams. The six Chiefs, teams. the Cardinals, the Steelers, the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Patriots. And NFLPA president said that grade is based on willingness to invest in facilities. That's interesting because that's some – like you said the Steelers the and Steelers, the Patriots. The Steelers, the Patriots. I wouldn't expect that. Are you? Would you guys? Chiefs we talked about. I would not expect that. The Panthers guy's got a butt ton of money. Yeah, but he's a loose cannon. Who knows? Still, you got a butt ton of money. The man. worst facility ever was the New York Jets. They were an ice slip New York. They, 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 they wouldn't spend a dime on their thing back in the day. And you'd hear from players that were kind of bouncing back and forth after 93. And they'd tell you that the Jets facility was the worst Terrible. ever in the history of man. They've obviously upgraded that. Yeah, I think they have. Mm-hmm. You knew in the NFL, because everybody talked... You knew what was awful, who was awful, why they were awful. Wow. that's pr- I, So this just kind of makes it one official thing, putting it together, and, uh, you know, where they can go and they can take it to ownership and say, look, this is where you fail miserably. There right? was one team, and I lost it. I had it up here, that the, said one of the uh, reasons that they marked their team down was because when they got injured and went back to the locker room, they weren't allowed to communicate with the family to let them know that they were okay. Yeah, that's stupid. That's got to be some weird, like... 
We don't I think that was the leave. Browns. Yes, it was the Browns. Browns. Yes. Thank yeah. you. It was the Browns. Dumb. It was the Browns. And they, finally, they also, guys, for that grade, they did you guys mention the, the families had to wait outside? Yeah, they have a family tent. So which is a problem the in the winter. Yeah. You think? I mean, come on. <laughs> Instead of being like inside it, the building like somewhere. It's not like if it's Miami, it's one thing. I mean, but right. come on. In Cleveland... It's outside. Aye, aye, it's aye. in the tent. Do uh, all the leagues do this with the uh, their PAs? This is actually good. Maybe it does kind of hold the owners a little bit more accountable in a sense. Like well, the other Kevin Stefanski was up because a lot of their complaints were about their um, their weight room, and they said we're getting a new weight room oh, this year. There you go. I mean, so, like maybe Clark Hunt will finally put a little capital investment into the locker room for the. He's got the, you know. Come on, you got Patrick, got Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. What are you doing? Like, you want Chris Jones to resign? Let's go. Come on. Uh, finally, guys, we're going to talk to Jesse here in about 15 minutes. Uh, the Cody Bellinger press conference today. I thought it was weird. Who do you think was up there on the uh, the podium, whatever, at the table Clark. for the Cody Bellinger press conference? Dexter Fowler. No. Clark DeBear. Nope. No. Uh, it was Clark Jed. Pantsless. Clark it was Cub. Jed Bellinger and one more person. Ricketts. Jed. Hold on. The, Jed, cook, the Caucasian Sammy Bosa, Sammy Sosa. David Ross. Nope. It was Scott Boris. Scott Boris was up there fielding questions. I, that's weird. During a player right, I, re-signing, weird. like it's not like I've never seen that. I've never seen it either. I thought it was weird that you've got Scott. The agent is up there, and Jed did not look happy. I, I've covered one thousand press conferences in my career. I've never seen that. I can. I'm. I'm sure of it. Sometimes we say these things and it's like, no, it's happened. I've never seen that. Yeah. So it's something I've seen to ask Jesse an agent about for sure. talk with a player in a media setting about of certain things. Yeah. But I've Didn't, never seen that. Uh, when Jordan announced either his comeback or his retirement, wasn't his agent sitting there next to him at the table? Aren't tell him? David Falk? Or David yeah, Falk? Yeah. Sorry, wasn't no, he sitting there Falk. at the table with Jordan? All right, it I was like Reinsdorf. That. It I was mean, Jordan. It was the agent, right? Do you mean the 93 or 99? Uh, like the 93. Okay, when it was, was a shock. School, so when I, it was a, a big story. I, I, I don't remember that, Chris. You might be right, and I certainly didn't cover that. So I've never seen it in my professional career. I've covered 1,000 press conferences, if not more, as a reporter. I'm trying but to think back to the, the last it. dance. I feel like... Maybe you're right. It was Jordan Reinsdorf and his agent. We... I didn't... You might be right about that. And I, I certainly wasn't there covering that. So somebody who's older that would know, we need to get like Gene Greco or Offman or Hubner on uh, or, or Schuster to tell yeah. us if that Somebody's was the case. out in the field. Yeah, Bruce Levine. I, I don't know about that. I was, a, I was in high school. We were listening to the press conference in typing class in high I'm school. I'm looking for pictures of it online. It looks like, it looks uh, like Reinsdorf. Oh, it looks like David Stern is Stern sitting there. Stern and his wife. Stern might have been there. That, his that wife sounds was right. There. By the way, how cool of it was. How cool of it. How cool was how it? How cool. Coolio. How cool of it. I am Cornholio. Let's see. Wait, can I say this properly here? Coolio. How cool was it of Mr. Schmidgall to let us stop typing class in high school That's cool. to listen to the Michael Jordan retirement press conference? Very True cool. story. Very cool. He brought in a radio. He said, shut your typewriters off. I'm old. We learned, Yurko and I learned on typewriters. We learned on typewriters. And it was an electronic, it was an electric typewriter. And he used to turn it on. Right. Off. Turn an on. old Smith Corona. Yeah, it would go. Yeah. yeah, remember it would hum. Yeah, Hummer. And we'd sit there, we'd wait. He came in, he said, turn your typewriters off. We thought we were in trouble. We were listening to the Michael Jordan press conference, uh, conference which is starting 
momentarily. We listened to the press conference. Yeah. Cool move. Mr. Schmingle. That was a very cool move. Sure. Naperville North High School, circa 1993. Husky. He's a Husky. He's a Husky. Jesse's coming up in a few. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Da, 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 da. Jesse's coming up just after two. We're live. It's Carmen and Yurko. John Bon Jovi. What was the one? No, didn't you used to have something for this? It wasn't John Bon Jovi. It was something else. No, it's like the the, the one for Derek Comissars in town. It was a different song. I think I had something from it. I thought you had one for this. Derek Comissars. He was a player of some sort. It was. Yurko used to do it, and then he'd say the player. The hockey player. Uh, Who was it? Pete Mix Svoboda. No, or something. Something Svoboda. Peter Svoboda? No. Mike Sirona. No. Mike, Mike Plavanka. Was it Mike Soraka? No, Mike Soraka. I don't know. Somebody. It was Mike Plavanka. He did. Yurko used to have an athlete's name for it. I don't even remember. Anytime it would play. Jesse's going to join us just after two. It'll come to me. Make sure you're uh, following along on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, go to the YouTube page, the station's YouTube page. Click and subscribe. That's There's right. always fun shorts and things there, too. Good stuff that we have. Uh, Eric Ostrowski was asking shorts, us an interesting question pants, based off the combine. Socks. We got everything there. Uh, earlier today, so that video will be up soon. And uh, we're going to try to fire up an unhinged for this week. Waddle and Sylvia are leaving for Indy after Good the show riddance. today. Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance. So we'll see if we can squeeze one of those in. But we'll cross-talk with the guys in like 40 minutes, and then they're off to Indy to broadcast live tomorrow and Friday. Joe's in Lakeview. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks. Um, I was listening earlier, and, and I've been listening all off season. and one thing that I haven't really heard much talked about is, you know, the whole idea of resetting the QB clock. I, I feel like I haven't heard enough people talk about you know, with the position we're in and potentially having two to three first-round picks, that that still applies, I would think, mm-hmm. right, to yeah. to those premier positions. So I was kind of looking at the numbers while I was waiting to hop on, and, you know, I think I'm reading Justin's probably going to get about $33, $38 million. If you just look at franchise tenders, the franchise tag for a linebacker is at about $24 mil. And then if you couple that with a cornerback at 20 mil or running back at 12 mil, I mean, to me, it just seems like I just don't always like that argument. You're resetting the clock, and that's why you got to do the quarterback. I think in the position we're in, you know, if you hit on a couple of these first-round picks, it might be more value in those. Um, so I'm just curious to see what you guys so thought So you think it's more valuable, more valuable going away from the quarterback. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Just because of the position we're in where you could trade out of this and get – Two, three first in the next few years. Let's say right. you spend that on I, I, a pass rusher, which is probably if you pay him, it's about twenty-two mil franchise tag. You couple that with the safety. To me, it just seems like you could almost get more value out of it. Okay, I still think we're being ambitious when we think they're getting all these multiple future picks. Uh, it, it really does depend on the team that's going to come up, right? And where if they're coming were, from. If it were a team like Atlanta or Denver. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know that either one of those scenarios is likely. We haven't really heard much buzz about that. 
I don't think they're getting the kind of haul people think for a team jumping up one or two spots, and that being Washington and New England. You're, you're just, I find we it already hard know to that. We've done the math. We have. It's, and unless there's 12 teams clamoring to get up there, and there's not yeah. 12 teams clamoring to get up there. And there's enough people that are happy to either get Jaden Daniels or Drake May where nobody's saying, oh, my heavens, I'm going to jump up two spots to go get Caleb Williams. Nobody's doing that right now. Or at least people think Drake might be kind of close yeah. to Caleb. So AJ's in Orland Park. What's up, AJ? Hey, what's up? Uh, I was just uh, curious about, like, you know, for, for, the, for the field trades, uh, there's, like, all these different options. And, you know, one, like one of them would be to trade him to Atlanta, get a second-round pick, maybe swap nine and eight with them so that we can secure one of neighbors or Odunze. And then there's also like, we could trade with the Patriots trade, uh, trade fields, maybe one, one of our, one of our fourth rounders this year and move up to three to take Harrison uh, after we take Williams first overall, of course. Yeah. But you th- but that think- would mean, but that would mean New England's New England's not going to give you the third pick for Justin Fields. Is that what you're saying? No, Justin Fields and the ninth pick and oh, a fourth oh, round oh, pick. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I didn't hear you say the ninth. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, AJ, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so that would – so the Bears would then move up to ensure that they'd get somebody like Marvin. I see what he's saying. I think that's been presented a few times. Like, what yes, if the Bears talked about found, that. like, a 1-3 kind of combination? That's, in, that's dependent upon the Patriots wanting a player that they drafted a few spots after Justin Fields was drafted just – Three years ago. I don't know that they do. I don't know. Um, We'll get back to some football uh, in a little bit. Jesse's got a baseball update for us next. The Bellinger press conference was today. Boris was on the stage. We'll see if Jesse found that to be as odd as we found it to be. Uh, But a full baseball update coming up when we return in two minutes.